This is Jason Barmer. This is the Leading Questions podcast. Thanks for listening. It's episode seven. I want to talk about heaven. I've been working on this one for a long time. It's just been one of those things in draft format forever. Um, And the reason is I, I have a lot of friends and family who still take great comfort in the idea that there may be a heaven. And I just... Just to be honest, I didn't want to come across as condescending or anything like that. And so I've just been, I've just taken a lot of time to think through this and, and, um, you know, like anybody else, uh, you know, I, I've endured the pain of losing a loved one. Uh, and, you know, one that probably the most painful is the loss of my cousin, Mark, in 2005. Uh, he died from injuries from a motorcycle accident, and um, you know we were real close. Um, had grown apart a little bit as going into adulthood, but uh, you know as kids we were like brothers, and it was it was tough. And I remember trying to process it all, and I mean to this day I'm I'm still trying to process it honestly in many ways. But I remember standing outside the church building after the funeral, and even with the many hymns and reassurances by well-meaning believers, you know, it wasn't the hope of seeing Mark again that was foremost in my thoughts. Instead, I was actually thinking of how final everything felt. I was thinking about how I wished I had tried harder to connect with him as we were well into adulthood. I was wishing I had taken more of the opportunity to do what Mark and I did best, which was to sit around and laugh together and, and make trouble, if you will. Um, we had a lot of great memories as kids. And you know, I was realizing that no matter, you know, at that moment, no matter what I believed about heaven, it just did not matter to me one way or another. So anyone who has spent time in traditional Christianity knows that, you know, one of the key motivators is the benefit of having access to an afterlife, which is devoid of any pain or suffering. And so I'm not arguing that this arrangement would not be appealing, obviously, uh, nor am I trying to convince anyone that there is no heaven. For I know the idea of afterlife does bring comfort to people. I want to share in this why the belief in heaven has not brought any real value for me in the way I think about or live my life. I posted before about the horrific notion of hell, which I was raised to believe in and taught that in in school and seminary. um, But I also think there are a lot of problems with notions of heaven as well. Um, Neither of these ideas, heaven or hell, had any cohesive expression in early Christianity, the early church, but... A majority of people now in the United States, church-going or not, believe in some version of heaven after this life. There'll be some kind of afterlife. And one of the many images of heaven that I was given growing up was a place where Christians will receive crowns of gold to commemorate their faithfulness to the cause. I remember that was one of the images Even during my years as a minister, I never understood why that was something I was supposed to look forward to. Yet, it was supposed to be one of the motivating features of the faith. 
many of the other images presented for heaven were the same way for me, whether it was streets of gold, many mansions, you know, all your tears will be wiped away. None of this provided me any motivation for wanting to get to heaven. It was presented as a great hope, and yet I never understood much of it and why that should motivate me. Not everyone feels that way, though. Many in my own family, you know, they have that hope that they'll get to see everyone again who's, who's passed away before them. And after we've lived these many years on earth, there's going to be a renewed existence in their minds, you know, and that's, that's how they see it. And, you know, perhaps this belief helps deflect some of the pain of losing those that we love to the inevitability of death. But this is one of the reasons I think that it's not a helpful idea. Instead of taking the necessary steps to walk through the grief, sometimes belief in the afterlife is used to simply refuse an essential human experience when we face great personal loss. This can only lead to repressed grief and an inner life that's unhinged from what's real. So if you choose to believe that there is a heaven, consider what work you might be refusing to do about the natural but profound feelings that everybody has at some point. Those feelings of fear and dread about death. I mean, coming to terms with our own mortality can greatly improve the value we place on our life and the decisions we make while we are alive. For me, I believe I've been better served by a more focused attention on the known life I have now instead of an imagined future. Each moment that we live, I mean, it carries great value. Our moments are not in limitless supply. Accepting that can fuel a resolute awareness of the meaning that's inherent in even our smallest interactions with others. But my most troubling problem with heaven is not the idea of heaven itself, but that most Christian teachings feel compelled to couple it with the idea of hell. Much of the appeal that's offered with the concept of heaven is that you know, our existence there will be filled with this blissful celebration. You know, Christian hymns reinforce this idea, reminding us that you know, when we all get to heaven, you know, what a day of rejoicing that will be. That song is implanted in my psyche. I'll never forget the tune. I'm not going to sing it here. But the problem, though, is that we aren't all getting to heaven in that paradigm. So what I want to know is, will God wipe our memory clear of all those people we knew and even cared about who didn't say the right words or think the right thoughts according to a very systematic theological outline? You know, according to most versions of Western Christianity, those people will face never-ending torment in a fire-like punishment. So while that's going on, those of the right religion and belief will be celebrating their new blissful state of existence. So how strange to believe that a God who loves the world and would sacrifice himself for it will also remove our capacity in heaven for empathy and sorrow for people that we knew who now suffer in hell. No theological gymnastics will ever make that palatable to me. 
Perhaps you are a believer, though, who lives your life with a profound focus on the present, and you don't couple your belief in heaven with a belief in a place where people are sent to suffer endlessly. But if you do believe in heaven, ask yourself these questions. First of all, have you ever used it to avoid the important process of grief? Second, have you ever found yourself less present to the wonder or the difficulties of life because you lean so heavily on your hopes for the afterlife? And third, if you do also believe that there is a hell, how have you reconciled the idea of a blissful existence for you that is concurrent with great unending personal suffering for others? Exploring these questions might unearth some untapped insight and open your mind to other possible ways to speculate on the afterlife beyond the teachings of traditional Western Christianity. I hope this has been thought-provoking for you. Remember that you can stop by leadingquestions.blog and you can see this in written form, and I would love to hear your comments on this topic. Thank you so much for listening. 